reading from the Chaitanya Bhagavad chapter two. Chapter 2, text 130. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jai Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Henai Samaya Kohi Ramachandra Khan Noka asi gate prabhu hoila vidyaman. At that time, Ramachandra Khan came and said, O Lord, the boat has arrived at the Ghat. Om Agana Timurandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Taksur Unmulatam Yena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanyamano Bhishtam Stapitam yena bhutale Swayam rupakadamayam Dadati sapadantikam Vancha kalpa turubhyascha Kripa sindhu bhayevacha Patitanam bhavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo namo namah Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Siadvaita Gadadhar, Sivas Adi Gaur Bhakta Vrinda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. So greetings from New Jersey. I think this may be close. I have to look at my passport to the one year anniversary of me leaving India. It's gone pretty quickly, hasn't it? Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, with the pandemic. Um, but um, there's no good or bad karma, everything's meant to bring us closer to Krishna. If you use it for that purpose, and I think I use this for increasing my chanting, and also the teachings, I feel even closer to the, my students and, and the people I know be, because there's been so many classes, etc. And, and that's really most important to me because this is really my life and it's my responsibility. Um, yeah. And of course, I'm still hoping that things will be opened up so that I, could, I can go to India. Uh, I'm gonna start just to have some fun with you all to show you how strict they are with social distancing in the temple in Vrindavan. This was the temp, this is from just two or three days ago. Someone sent me something from Vrindavan. 
I think what happened there is everybody already got it, especially in the temple. Kinchina Krishna got it. Um, many other people got it. And somehow or other, they can't figure it out why, why it's not, why it's like really reduced now. Of course, they have the vaccine there, pretty widespread, but just trying to figure it out. Maybe because people in those countries are more exposed to disease and everything, but Vrindavan's ecstatic. Um, yeah, it is ecstatic and glad the people can assemble and, and it doesn't seem to be going so strongly anymore. They don't report, I've heard from their people getting sick now so much. It's really reduced. Um, yeah, and the other thing is yesterday was a codice, Madhavatiti, Bhakati, Janan, Janami. Then one of my favorite verses by uh, Bhaktivinotakur, Madhavatiti Bhakati Janani, the days of Lord Hari give birth to devotion. So I was happy to have kind of like an akadasi to find out how little I need food. <laughs> Atyahara, the first obstacle against devotion is Atyahara. Um, over endeavor but the word is the word you know sanskrit words are very creative the word is ati like ati sundari radha ati means extremely ati rati is maharati they can fight with a thousand people but ati rati can fight with unlimited people ati um Um, Atyahara means hara means eating. Ati means extreme eating. <laughs> because our first connection with the material world, our first consciousness of something separate from us is anamoya. The, the, first, the first idea of dependence is food. So our first real contact in material consciousness is Sriya Vidya Jai, Sriya Vidya Jai, Jitendriya Taikal, Jive, the tongue, Pele. <laughs> it's to control the tongue. So, Kadasi is really for me because I have this. I, I don't think it's a, I, I'm kind of blessed in one sense with a, a, an incredible fire of digestion and appetite and things, but it's not just the health. Of course, that's not good for the health, but it's it's the consciousness. It's the consciousness, and that's one of the favorable qualities for devotion that I have to learn is 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 eating less. So I, I really enjoy and the ecstasies and, and fasting. Now we're on Lord Chaitanya's journey, and he's completely ecstatic almost to the extent he's ecstatic almost to the extent 
that people can't even understand it what to speak of the 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 symptoms you can imagine if if someone you knew broke down in tears and was crying and, and whirling and stunned and you know it's not an intellectual it's not a response our usual response is based on negotiating and interpreting the environment and then according to the proper rules of how you deal with the environment that a cultured person does then you respond then you respond but this is his thing was not on that platform this is very high level of devotion and he, he's overwhelmed with emotion and if you don't understand devotion you will think that person is simply under emotion and 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 a person who is overly emotional just he, he rules his life by his feelings you can rule your life by your feelings if your feelings are pure representation of the heart in your relationship with god but if you don't have a frame of reference that there is that type of feeling, then you'll become under criticism as Lord Chaitanya was under criticism because he was chanting and dancing and crying, except, you know, Prakasananda Saraswati, the Mayavadi Sanyasi, could, understand what, could not understand why he was doing this. So, um, So a little difficult to understand without the mercy. And when you get the mercy, you really do understand it. I made that point in the previous class that to understand that reality is inconceivable, is reasonable. And I gave the simple understanding that we have no frame of reference. There's two options to, I said this last time, but I'll say it again. There's two options to understand reality, that it's eternally existing, but it, uh, I, when I think of it, it mean, what do you mean? It goes back and back and back. When? When does it stop? It, or the other option for reality is that there was nothing and then something happened. Both are inconceivable. Whichever way you have it, it's reasonable. The absolute truth is inconceivable. And if there is a Supreme Lord, He's not acting under laws. He may follow laws when he wants, whatever the great men do, the common men follow. So he may, he may follow laws. But He's not following the law, but but he does not have to. And especially, especially at this level of ecstasy, you're not ruled. And therefore, it's sometimes hard to understand a person like that. Because if you don't have a relationship with that kind of person, when you don't have an experience of, of something of, of transcendence, it's not easy to understand. But anyway, um, on the other hand, someone with some insight can understand that this is something very special if they're blessed. And somehow this magistrate 
District Magistrate Ramachandra Khan became so inspired by meeting Lord Chaitanya that he was willing to risk his own life. That's the nature of the flavor of bhakti. It puts something in your heart that um, gives you faith. And what's the faith? The faith is that Krishna will protect you, that God will protect you. And that, that kind of faith transcends an analysis necessarily of the situation. You may act beyond the material situation. And I, I, situa I think in one sense, that's what a devotee means in one sense. Not, not that we have to risk our lives or do something foolish, but we have faith in Dharma. We have faith in the order of the spiritual master. We have faith in Shastra. And to do what's right doesn't always mean to do what's materially advantageous, even safe. Although it's not that you do crazy things necessarily, but, but it does, it's not dictated by that. It's dictated by love of Krishna. So you're not necessarily dictated by that. Decision-making process for a devotee is very interesting. I, I think they should use their intellect, the, the pros and the cons of the situation. I'm, the phrase that I coined and I use it so often, destiny is the language of God. We should be very, very careful to analyze things in that way. But it's not our only criteria. There's also the super soul. There's also our instincts. Recently, I was trying to make a decision. And the basis of my decision I took everything into account, but the basis of my decision was what I felt in my heart Krishna wanted me to do. That was the criteria. Um, so this Ramachandra Khan, he was a bit fearless. He felt inspired that to serve Lord Chaitanya was the highest principle, even at personal risk. What is Prabhupada's initiated name? A boy, Charanada Vinda, one who is fearless because he's taking shelter to lotus feet of Krishna. What is Sharanagati? Sharanagati is taking shelter of Krishna. And the symptoms of that is the faith that you get. And what is the faith you get? That I should accept things that are favorable for Krishna. And accepting things that are favorable for Krishna, we may have to accept things that are not favorable materially for us, 
or we should we can reject things. We, we, another symptom of Sharanagati, of, of taking shelter of Krishna, is the experience that inspires us that we give up those things that are not favorable to Krishna. I'm sure we all have our own, our own uh, file of probably things that we're keeping that are not favorable to Krishna consciousness. Why? Because our faith is not deep enough that the experience of serving Krishna is the highest thing. Therefore, we, we keep things that are not favorable to Krishna and, and um, we accept, we, 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 we reject things that are favorable to Krishna. And then the other thing is that Krishna, these are, there are six things of Sharanagati, these symptoms of faith, to accept what's favorable, to reject what's unfavorable, that Krishna will protect me. And what does that mean? He will do what's best. And therefore, that, that's real fearlessness because you do the service to Krishna with that conviction. I always give the example of my uncle, Alexander, Rabbi Alexander Good, who was a, a, a chaplain in World War II on the USS ship Dorchester, who in ministering to the people on the ship, they got the, it was the USS Dorchester, and it was sunk by a German U-2 submarine. It was sunk and the ship went down, but the chaplains got everyone else up off first to the extent, to the extent that they went down in the ship and those people that were saved on those lifeboats, which weren't enough room for the chaplains to get on, or they stayed to clear everybody else first before the boat, whatever, they saw them on the hull of the ship, arm in arm, singing the Psalms of David. There were four chaplains. There were four chaplains, one Catholic, one Jewish and, and two Protestants. But what is that faith? What is that faith? What is that experience that serving God is best that one feels protected even when one gives up their life? Even when one gives up their life. And, and of course, the other one is to give up, to fully surrender to Krishna, give up everything. And the other one is to embrace the humble position. To embrace the humble position. And, and the angi, the, the body of that is that Krishna will maintain you in every way. And I hope as devotees, we've had that experience that Krishna was there in our lives.
experiences that we can't explain. It, the probability of them happening cannot be explained in any other way that there is a God. <laughs> That's what happens when you lead a life of sharanagati, gati, to go, to take shelter. So Ramachandra arrives, he says, oh Lord, the boat has arrived at the gate. Sri Gorsunda immediately chanted the name of Hari and went to sit on the boat. Kirtaniya Sadahari, Kirtaniya Sadahari, Tanarapi, Sunichena, Tororapi, Sahishnana, Amanina, Madanena, Kirtaniya Sadahari. The symptom of, of, of a devotee is Kirtaniya, he's always chanting. He's always chanting because he's always feeling God's mercy. And in feeling that love from God, invokes one to express that love through glorification. So that's the symptom of a devotee, Kirtaniya Sada Hari, Kirtaniya Sada, always Hari, the name of Ali, Kirtan, always the name of Ali. So he began to chant. The Lord cast a suspicious glance on everyone and sent them home. Then he departed for his own abode of Nilachala because this is Krishna and, and he's going to his Jagannath, which is the Jagannath Puri, which is the abode of God. And then, you know, people were on, not everybody was going with him, but the people in the village of Ramakandra Khan were so excited and they were coming to the shore of the river and Chaitanya, you know, so much, so much of your heart can be expressed with the eyes. We see that in Krishna's Leela between Radha and Krishna, the sidelong glance. When Krishna comes back from the forest and he meets the gop gopis are waiting for him. And there's this exchange of love just through the glances. So he chanted, by the order of the Lord, Sri Mukunda Mahasai began to perform kirtan as the Lord, Lord boarded the boat. So this is one of the great kirtaniers in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela. Like we, we, we appreciate Agni Dave and Madhava and Yudhuma Swami and Bibi Govinda Swami and Badahari and, and you can go Jamuna. We, we appreciate Kirtaniers when they have feeling in their hearts and, and, and that feeling in their hearts comes out in a very sattvic way as they're chanting, and it's enhanced by different ragas, sonorous melodies, and it's sensitive to what the occasion is. And then that chanting is there. And, and so this is Mukunda Mahasai. He's the expert. We cannot imagine what the kirtan of his 
sounds like and what it feels like to listen to it. The foolish boatman said, I am in doubt. I think we'll not survive today, the day. If we reach the shore, the tigers will attack us. And if we fall in the water, the crocodiles will eat us. Rogues constantly move about these waters. If they catch anyone, they take both his wealth and life. Therefore, Ogosai, until we reach Arissa, please remain silent. It's so dangerous. He, he's not lying. There is reason on uh, there is reason to be cautious. In fact, that this is a one time in my preaching, I made the I preached to, and he became a devotee and came to the temple to join the principal of the Indian Military Academy. This is like, like the head of West Point becoming a bhakta, or the head of the Naval Academy. This was, I somehow went up there, so I got a contact. I went to his place and I preached to him and I can't believe it. He just, he just surrendered. And, and then he gave me a list, a confidential list, of the qualities they look for in a kshatriya. Profound, profound qualities that they look for in a kshatriya. If I can find it the next time I'll read it, it's amazing. And it lists, you know, first there's like influencing and it goes all the way down to social and intellectual, but it's, but one is courage. And, and the definition of courage is the, I remember to this day, the ability to assess danger and take the appropriate means to overcome it. <laughs> Not courage is, is you just, no, you, you assess danger. So he's assessing danger and he's called foolish. It's a very interesting thing to consider and understand. It's a very interesting thing to understand. And that's um, how much a devotee should endeavor to protect himself. I remember one time, you know, Prabhupada was asking for a managerial solution. He's asking for what to do and his disciples were around him in Vrindavan. And there was one sannyasi who he was from New Zealand and he, he, was, he was Western from New Zealand and he spoke fluent Hindi and Prabhupada made him the temple president and Prabhupada made some suggestion and he said, Chan Hare Krishna, and Prabhupada said another impractical IT suggestion. <laughs> I, I like these points that are very, very fine. To what degree, you know, do we respond to the environment? I, I think a big test is this COVID, you know, to what extent what is, what is the appropriate level of precaution? 
and the appropriate level of faith that Krishna will protect us. And how do you put what, you know, is karma there? If I die, will it be karma? And how much do I effort? Do I live in fear? Am I cautious? What do I, it, these are not easy, easy questions. I, I, I look and, and there's five factors of action and one is the endeavor. The story I like best is the story that Radhanath Swami told that when he was with Ramesh Baba, that great saint, and he was sleeping on the Mankutir, which is one of the four heads of the four hills of Barsana, considered the Lord Brahma, and one of his Mankutir, and there was nothing up there. Now there's a big temple, and they were sleeping outside with Ramesh Baba. I think most of you may have heard this story because you've been hearing me for so long, but it's, I don't mind telling the same story when it has, when, when it has the dynamicism of, of, of support for the point that I'm making. So they asked Ramesh Baba, so they're outside and Ranath Swami said, we're sleeping outside. There are pythons, there are tigers, there are dacoits. Because this was so far back, and this is the end of, and uh, Ramesh Baba said, just, you know, Krishna will protect us. And then when he woke up in the morning, Radhanath Swami saw that Ramesh Baba had, to, had a little stick. And he said, I thought you, what's the stick for? I thought you said Krishna will protect us. And Ramesh Baba says, well, Krishna will protect us. We have to do, a, you know, we just have to do, we have, we have, we just have to do a little part, something like that. Do we just, we have to, we have to do our part a little bit. And it's significance of the small stick, how much you actually are controlling. But there is a fact of the endeavor. So, um, So he requests Lord Chaitanya to be silent because this is, it's legitimate. This is extremely dangerous. When they heard the boatman's words, they became somewhat hesitant. The Lord, however, continually floated in the waters of ecstatic love. So the devotees heard, he said, stop, this is dangerous. There's crocodiles in the water. They'll track the tigers, the dacoits and thieves. Let us quiet. Let's just go across peacefully. So they heard it, but Lord Chaitanya continued to float in the waters of ecstatic love. After a while, the Lord stood up and roared loudly. He said to everyone, why are you afraid? I guess there's two standpoints. One, he's God. <laughs> so there's, there's no need to fear when you're controlling everything. And the other standpoint is that he's the devotee. Who understands that you do your duty and Krishna will protect you. It's a very fine line. You know, the Prabhupada, they were doing Harinam in Bombay and then Prabhupada stopped it for a while because people associated it with in that time in India with people who were just beggars and they did the main thing was the life membership. And, you know, so it's not, it's not just without concern. I think it's a fine, a fine balance. 
between, it's always a fine balance between destiny and free will by what is destined to happen to you and, and, and how you react, how you react. I think even in this COVID, you know, there's a certain destiny that we understand that God is controlling everything that should make us a little bit less fearful. And at the same time, we have free will and, and, and God's, uh, God has given us the ability to affect our destiny. Not necessarily what happens to us, but how we react. So we are creating our future and our future is also set. And it's a mixture of both. That's why there's, you know, astrology. Why, why get the chart read if, 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 if you can't do anything? But the main thing that we actually do to counter out karma is our, uh, how we see things rather than what, how things happen to us. But at the same sense, taking appropriate measures, we have to do our part. It's, can't you see the Sudarshana Chakra escorting us? It always removes the obstacles faced by the Vaishnavas. And this is a verse by Srimad Bhagavatam. Being very pleased by the unalloyed devotion of Maharaj Ambarish, the Supreme Personality of God had gave the king his disc, which is fearful to enemies, and which always protects the devotee from en 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 enemies and adversaries. So in that sense, whatever is coming is by coming by Krishna. And uh, devotee sees it that way so he doesn't have that anxiety of, of control and that everything's moving independent of god no he's always protected because what's ever happening is going to happen by god therefore i, I told you i uh, mahamuni professor dasty gave me a book on uh uh the stoics Epicetus, Epicetus. And it's very impressive because their consciousness was so fixed, really impressive, that happiness and distress, sickness and health, praise and slander, it's coming by God. So why should we care so much? Rather, we should care how to appropriate re appropriately respond, which could mean taking care of our health, but not in the idea that we're going to counteract our, our destiny, but that we are going to change ourselves to receive our destiny. I think that's even with health-wise. If, if you have the karma to get a bad stomach, then that's going to come. What you can change is your eating habits but you still have that karma because your karma is, and, and, and Prabhupada said we have a material and spiritual destiny, but let's look at it this way. If, if, if your karma is to have a bad, have problems with your stomach, you can have problems with your stomach in two ways. You can eat whatever you want and suffer in that way, or you can restrict your diet 
and suffer the not eating in that way. Of course, one is more dharmic and therefore it's less anxiety. So we don't so much care about the environment in terms of how it's coming to us. We're more concerned of how we respond to it. And therefore, when one is completely surrendered to Krishna, one is 100% sure Krishna will be there. And he, and he is. He is. Dharma leads to auspiciousness. Anytime we do what's right, the, the, the future will be good. We'll get some benefit from it and we'll understand some benefit from it. And that, that takes a lot. It takes a lot maybe not to respond with anger when someone does something to us because we know that the appropriate response in that circumstance is tolerance. But you have that faith and sometimes it's very difficult. Or when someone makes an argument that you're wrong and maybe even you're not, but you realize that a Vaishnav doesn't act on the platform of false ego. We may, we may argue to establish Siddhanta spiritual conclusions to defend our principles, but just for anger, we don't respond. And then we do the right thing and we have, we have complete faith in Krishna. Complete faith in Krishna. This is really what a person of character is. He believes in Dharma. And therefore he believes if he does what's right, no matter how difficult it is, it's best. So Lord Chaitanya says, don't worry, chant the glories of Krishna. Don't you see Sudarshana guiding us? On hearing the Lord's words, all, all the devotees joyfully began to perform kirtan. Wow. The, the words emanating from his lotus mouth are the perfection that fulfills all desires. Siguru Charana Padma Kevala Bhakti Sadma Pandu Musaru. Siguru Charana Padma Kevala Bhakti Sadma. Mandomui sarva dana mate Yahara pasare bai e baba torio yai Krishna prapti hoi yaha hoi te Guru mukha padma vakya Chite te koreo. That the words emanating from his lotus mouth are the perfection that fulfills all desires. So they heard, they heard from Lord Chaitanya. They heard, continue, don't worry. You are protected. Any sinful person who attacks a Vaishnava is burned to ashes by the fire of Sudarshan. Krishna is there. Of course, what, what comes to mind is the great example of Socrates 
so many things are repeated today. I don't know, but anyway, it fits. The great example of Socrates when he was cursed to die and he, his last wish is I can address the assembly and all his wisdom because he was Socrates and all his wisdom. He said, if you think you can harm me, you will not harm me. You will only harm yourself. Which is a very profound point that the only harm that comes from us, the only harm that can ultimately come to us from a higher platform of vision is what we do to ourselves. What we do to ourselves. That's so tough sometimes. Because what's coming to us is coming by God. So we respond in the proper way. You know, and I, I had it's a it's kind of like a cute theory I have, and I'll share with you that everyone's karma is perfect because everyone gets the experience in life that's suited to their own consciousness to bring it to pure devotional service. So here's this, here's this perfect combination of, of happiness and distress for you. And here's for you. And here's for you. And here's for you. And if you have Guru and Krishna and, and you, you, you respond appropriately, in a dharmic way, with that faith, under the guidance of those who know Shastra, then you will realize God. And everyone has that equal opportunity. It's just that some people need more difficult experiences than another. I look at karma sometimes as God speaking to us, and if we're deaf, he has to speak louder. I know in my own life, sometimes I realize now how loud God had to speak to me for me to understand the message. And if he didn't speak so loud to me, I would remain in ignorance. I can tell you that for a fact. Only a person who is favored by Sri Gore Chandra can actually understand his confidential subjects a mata sigura chandrera gopya gopya kata tanakripa yari se bujaye sarbata. Only a person who's got tanakripa is favored by, can understand his gopya kata, his confidential topics. Confidential things are hard to understand because you don't have the frame of reference for them. Just think so many things in your heart that you would say. And you, I say, okay, I make a Anybody like to say something confidential in their heart and then you press the thing and your face is on the screen and you say it, it's going to be misunderstood because it, you have the context of understanding it. You have the frame of reference understanding it. And context is everything. And that's the way, you know, it's a good way to 
align someone else is take things and put it in another context or take it out of the context because things have understood in context. So this is Gopya Kata, it's confidential topics and it's only understood by Tanya Kripa, one who has mercy. Sri Chaitanya Mano Bishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Shrayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Sapada. Mano Bishtam, the secret, the secrets of Lord Chaitanya's hearts, Sri Chaitanya Mano Bishtam, will understand by Rupa Goswami. And when people saw the ability of him to conceptualize and express the deepest feelings that Lord Chaitanya had, which no one else could understood because they didn't have the context. Lord Chaitanya was singing a cinema song. I mean, it wasn't a cinema song. It was a classic Sanskrit romance knowledge, but it was mundane. People couldn't understand it because they didn't have Lord Chaitanya's context. What Lord Chaitanya's context is that he was applying it to a pastime of Radha and Krishna that, that there wasn't any verse yet written. So the context was everything. But Rupa Goswami understood it. Why? They saw, how do you understand? How do you understand? He must have been an object of mercy. Sarvastya chaham hiti sunni vishto matasmitir ganamapa. I am situated in everyone's heart. And for me comes remembrance, forgetful and knowledge. You know, I started writing a, a, another Monday morning greetings today. I'm starting late. I don't do well in travel. It takes a little bit time to figure it out. And uh, I put the idea down to the page. It's called um, A Person's Faults is Not the Whole Person. It's just such an important lesson. We tend to make persons fault everything and not see the context of their dedication and, and, and sincerity. Um, and I didn't really have much to say about it, but I then, you know, it happens every, I began to chant and I was chanting and then I was walking a little bit in chanting and I was chanting and ideas came. They came by mercy because I'm doing a service. Otherwise, I can't do it. I can't come up with something every week by, by, by the limits of my own frame of reference. It, 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 I've seen it every week when I write these Monday morning greetings. I don't know how I'm going to produce something, but I'm, I'm confident now. I'm confident in what? I'm confident in the mercy of Krishna that he gives us the understanding. That's 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 the essence of Gita. Tesham satityuktanam bhajatam priti purvakam dadami buddhiyogam tvam yenamap biyanti. For one who worships me with faith and devotion, I give them the knowledge by which they come back to me. Buddhiyoga, Krishna giving one the intelligence. So he said, okay, he said, these are confidential subjects. These are in my heart. My feelings are in my heart. And I'm chanting like this, and and uh, and, and people may, maybe maybe Krishna's Kaviraj is thinking people won't understand it. He's thinking why, in the face of danger, is he being so 
the face of danger and why is he being so callous? I, I certainly would criticize people who do stupid things and risk their lives unnecessarily. You know, we're in a dangerous area and now, okay, you know, you're doing, you're doing the kirtan. You know, be quiet now, a little quiet now in this area. It's a little dangerous here in this area. You know, let's just walk back to our place quietly. Why is he doing it? Because he, uh, he's God, he's devotee, he sees, he understands the frame of reference, he understands Krishna is there. The Sudarshana Chakra. But it's confidential. So unless you're favored that frame of reference doesn't come out to give you the understanding to put things in context and you become confused. In this way, Mahaprabhu was merged in the mellows of Sankirtan as he entered the kingdom of Arissa, Hena Mata Mahaprabhu Sankirtan Rase Pravesh Hoyla Ashi Sri Utkala Deshe. When the boat arrived at Sri Prayagat, Mahaprabhu stepped onto the shore. Anyone who hears about Garunga's arrival in Arissa floats in the mellows of ecstatic love. Because it's rasa, it's love. And when you hear about that, it inspires you in your own heart. Because it's Sri Chaitanya Chaditamrita, the character of the life force and immortality, which is surrender that opens the door to bhakti and then the flood of devotion is there. And Lord Chaitanya is Namo Mahabhadanyaya Krishna. He is the most munificent avatar. He's filled with compassion. So when we hear these pastimes and we hear these leelas and we think about it, then to the extent we're receptive and we're to the extent that we're faithful, when we hear about it, we feel those same things. That's what Rasa Shastra means. It means it's, it's a Shastra that's perfectly composed to express devotional sentiments in a way that you as the audience feel the same sentiments that the person is trying to express. That's why it's so important to hear Rasa Shastra. After arriving in Arissa, the Lord and his associates offered obeisances. So they're at a holy place. So they're offering their obeisances. They're at a place known as Ganga Ghat, the Lord Gorchan took his bath. After taking bath, the Lord offered obeisances to the deity of Mahesh that was established there by Yudhisthira. I don't know that story, but in exile, they traveled around and Gorchan and his associates were most happy to have entered Orissa. The Lord then left his associates in one temple and went out to beg alms. It's kind of a new thing, so... 
anybody would like to share? Shamunajai, you want to start? It's terrible, am I right? What a great class. So many, so many great points and so relevant to today. But I really loved um, how you said we can change ourselves to receive our destiny or our karma instead of trying to change. I, I love that, that that's, we, we have the power to do that. We can change it to best receive. Cause like you always say, and I've heard you say it many times, said it again today, every life is perfect. Cause we all get that perfect allotment for, for suffering and for happiness to keep us on our way. So thank it's, you. Some people God has to speak louder to. I can raise my hand for that. Sometimes I think he's too easy on me. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think he's too easy on me. <laughs> I think because you're always dancing, you don't notice it. That's, you know, <laughs> I went to Ramesh Baba once and in the evening he has all these people that are dancing and dancing and dancing. These girls, he has a girl's school. And in the evening for one hour, they, they pray, pray, play. He used to play, but now is this uh, next Acharya plays, who's a lady. They play these songs and these girls whirl and whirl and whirl and whirl and whirl and whirl, like complete for one hour. So I asked him about that. I said, is you know, basically I asked him kind of a ISKCON oriented question. Is that authorized, Prabhu? <laughs> and he said, Oh yes, oh yes. And and, and then he then he quoted from the Rathiatra, Lord Chaitanya, move like uh a firebrand. When you take fire in the end of a rope and you spin it around, it's it's. They described it was like that. But he said when it it it's, it makes you forget your body. When you whirl and whirl and whirl and whirl, it makes you forget your body. So he said these girls are just completely absorbed and they spin for an hour. Hari Bo, you just there. Hi Krishna, nice to see you. <laughs> okay, good. Jayshree, you have something? Yes, Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank you very much. The class was wonderful. As Jamuna Jaya said, very, very relevant to all of us, I think. And uh, I, I like the point Jamuna Jaya said as well. And as well, what you mentioned, how context is very important, how, how we perceive everything through our, uh, through our um, stories and to actually understand Krishna and to understand Lord Chaitanya, we, we can only do it through the mercy, so. Because it's, these things are very confidential in people's hearts. Mm -hmm. They're expressing something, but they're not expressing, well, they don't express it because you don't have the context, but Lord Chaitanya was expressing it anyway because he was chanting in ecstasy at the Rathiyatra and he was singing the same moonlight nights of the month of Chaitra and the same Malati breezes blowing in the air, but you're not here. I want you back, back towards the day of my youth under the Vatasi tree. So he was chanting it, but it was from a Sanskrit novel. So people mm -hmm. didn't have the context because they didn't understand why he was chanting. Just like in, in, in sometimes in court, you have to understand not just the action, but the person's intent. Sometimes, you know, the crime is the intent, not just what you did, but the intent in which you did it. Mm. So context is important. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Anybody else? <laughs> you just did. Are you raising your hand? I am. 
Okay. <laughs> I just, I just, um, when you said my name, it caught me a little off guard because my mind had wandered to other things. But so when you talked about, I, I take notes and always appreciate the, the points you're making. The, you wrote, there, there's a fine line between destiny and free will, which is how we react. God gives us an option in how we react or perceive things that happen to us. So it made me think that the mistakes, what I perceive as the mistakes I've made in my life have to do with ignoring the relevance of Guru, Sadhu and Shastra. And I'm not sure if you covered that earlier because I missed the first portion, but you know, it just seems like that's when the ego gets involved because we want to control and make our own decisions as opposed to potentially having to surrender to God's will through them. Well, we want to make the right decisions and there's Guru Sadhu and Shastra, but a lot of times we have to make our own decisions because I'm based on Guru Sadhu and Shastra, but because the frame of reference to make those decisions is within our hearts. It's within our whole, sometimes someone will ask me something, I'm not necessarily gonna tell them you should do this. You know, I may give them the context to do it, but because I'm not in their mind and their experience and you know, a lot of times the frame of reference is within, the, we should always act according to Guru Sadhu and Shastra. But the application of it may be left within our own will. Not easy always. What? Not an easy proposition always. Well, we can always consult people. There's always the super soul. Sometimes it's very clear. Just tell me what to do. And right. then someone's a spiritual authority will say, we'll do this. Another time the person may say, well, just, you know, figure it out. You know? May I share a very quick thing yeah. with my guru So to I spoke to my god sister, Shaman Saki. I think I told you this privately, but I think it's worth yeah. it for everyone else because it shows his loyalty to Prabhupada. Shaman Saki is my god sister in England. She heads a nurse, a home nursing company. She was supporting him when he was getting his doctorate. You know that. Yeah. He called for her in the last minutes before he was going to depart for Mayapur that last time in 2002 before he was taken from us. Um, and, uh, he had, he was, um, she saw that he was tearing up and, uh, tears started streaming down his face, according to her. And he just asked her, um, if Prabhupada would only say one word, if I'm doing the right thing and tears were streaming down because he was, he had anxiety. He understood the principle of consulting with others. I mean, I saw him do that incessantly to the point where it's just like, please make up your mind, you know? Um, but he did that as a practice. And still, he just ultimately just, you know, he struggled sometimes with that final decision internally and ultimately wanted to depend on Prabhupada. Well, you know, I was with him in Oxford before he went to Mayapur for a couple, for quite a few days and he actually consulted me <laughs> on, on that issue of what should he do now that he got his PhD 
you know, he, he said, I'm not going to waste it. That's not his thing. And he mentioned like someone else who got the PhD and do, didn't do anything with it. He said, I'm not going to waste it, but do I want to do this? Do I want to do this? Do I want to do this? Yeah. But ultimately he was consulting, but he would make the decision because part of the, you know, the uh, information needed to make the decision was in his own heart and his own experience. But he definitely wanted to get the information of others to help him to use that to make that decision. Yeah, thank you, Yudhisthira. Hare Krishna. Hare Bo. Uh, anybody else? Anybody like to say hello? Hare Krishna. Okay. Hi, Bo. Thank you, Hi, Bo. Okay. Anybody else? Sri Rani, I don't know who's to go. Hi, Krishna. Yeah, like you. Bo, yeah. Yeah. you know, Maharaj. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I just feel like you're making such a valuable point with this, um, um, with the fact that, you know, we're supposed to make decisions based on guru and shastra, sadhu. But at the same time, you know, there's the, I guess, the context of our free will. I mean, not, not of our free will, the context of our own frame of reference, you put it. Our own inf decisions are made upon information. There's two things required. There's information and then there's the interpretation of the information. So this information we collect, the interpretation is Shastra, but a lot of that information may not be available to the person who you're asking for advice. He can just give you the Shastra and then you have to go inside and, 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 and the information, which is your capability, the previous relationships you have, what's, you know, and I don't know, that the guru may not wanna be the, you know, the psychologist and sit down on the couch for hours and hear everything to get the information. Or, mm -hmm. or it may not be very practical either. Okay, thank you, Gail. I, did, I have to go soon. So just a few more people say hello and then I have to go. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Gumaraj, Tota Gopinath here. Kishore Radha. Hare Bo. Hare Bo. Good. Who, who else? Hare Krishna, Maharaj. Okay, who is this? Hare Krishna, Maharaj. Thank you for wonderful class. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Rajarani. Hare Krishna. Thank you. I'm going to answer your question today. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Maharaj. Okay. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, this is Isabel. Thank you for class. Thank you, Isabel. Hari Bo. Who else? Hari Bo. Hare Krishna Maharaj, Thank you for class. Thank you for class. Thank you for that pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. Uh, the pizza was good. The pizza was good. And, and what was the cake that you made? <laughs> <laughs> a, a, pe a peanut butter put a chocolate peanut butter pudding pie. <laughs> You know, she's training you very well how to cook. I'm she does a good job. <laughs> okay. Anybody else? Hi, Bob. Okay. 
then I am going to head out now and break my codice. Panchakalpa, Trivya, Shakrapa, Sindhu, 